Good morning. Welcome to the Lord's service to us by way of his name, word, and with his very body and blood. I have a few announcements this morning. First of all, you're invited to join us for Sunday school and adult Bible class. Sunday school meets this morning in the music room, and the adults are invited to join us in the gym for a study of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and that's at 9.30. There's also coffee in the gym um, for you as well. Pastor Berg is at the LCMS convention in Milwaukee today. Um, I think most of you know Trinity was the um, host congregation for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Convention, and he had the honor of being the presiding minister, and he did a beautiful job, as did uh, Dr. Atherton leading the choir and playing the organ, so it was a great evening for all of us. It was good to see a, a whole lot of people from all over the world in our synod. He will be gone all week because he's on floor committees as well, So, but I'm, I'm back. Thank you for the time off for vacation, so I'll be here throughout the week. The um, convention ends on Thursday. The service this morning is found on the panel of your bulletin. The best way to follow along is to go to the page indicated on the panel. Notice that the baptism is at the late service, so we go from the invocation, confession, absolution to the entrance hymn. And then I think it's self-explanatory for you from there. The green sheet is there with the readings for this morning, as well as notes on the divine service and a devotion for you to be used throughout the week. That is all the announcements I have. I invite you to please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Please kneel for confession and absolution. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, give us an increase of faith, hope, and love, that receiving what you have promised, we may love what you have commanded. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the ninth Sunday after Pentecost is from Deuteronomy chapter 7. You are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. The epistle is from Romans chapter 8. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers but threw away the bad. So it will be at the close of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood these things? They said to him, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. This is the gospel of the Lord.
Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on these words of Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure, like one pearl of great value, like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, you heard how Jesus left the 99 to go after one single sheep that was lost. Today you hear how he buys an entire field to get one treasure, how he sells everything to get one single pearl, and how at the end he sends angels to sort through a net full of fish. Well, who is he looking for? He's looking for you. You mean everything to him. Everything. Now, many people in this world have trouble believing this because they don't consider themselves worth that much. Well, when you think about it, we've all, as a fallen humanity, destroyed everything God has made. We've messed up ourselves. So why should he value us? Why? We also think about why he shouldn't is that you know, maybe it's because of something I, you know, said or thought or did. When we think of that personally, right, how can I mean that much to him? Did you catch in the Old Testament lesson what it says there? For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. And look why. It's not because they were the greatest people, there's more of them than anyone else. This is why. Because the Lord loves you. And he's promised always to love you. To be there for you to care for you with everything he is and everything he has. Isn't it nice to know that God, the God who created you, that he he values, values you that much, that you're worth so much that he would have his son take on our flesh and blood to suffer and die for our sins in our place, and do this great trade that we might have his goodness, his righteousness, and life together with God and one another throughout all eternity. Now, this is unique in all the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ, because there is only one God, and he's revealed to us in Jesus Christ. Many people of all kinds of philosophies and religious uh, and religions, they think that they can get to God by giving everything up 
even their very lives. They think that in so doing, they can purchase the kingdom of God. And there's some Christians who think this way too. It is patently false. Think of the radical Islamists, right? Who thought they could get into the kingdom of God by killing people in those twin towers. Think about the Mormons who think it's a matter of how many doors you knock on. It's a matter of the mission, how many people you, you are able to convert to their religion. That's how you purchase it. Or think of Buddhists. What do Buddhists believe? They give up all of their possessions in order and then uh, put on orange robes and, and then go to a monastery and think, well, if we do these things, that's how we purchase the kingdom of heaven. Well, that's not true, never has been true, and it's not what Jesus would have us learn and understand this morning. The kingdom of heaven is not for sale. Let me say that again. The kingdom of heaven is not for sale. Even if it was, no matter what we do or give up, will ever be enough. Because apart from God and Christ, we're the bad fish that we hear about in our text for today. We're the bad fish. And you know what? We stink. We smell of sin and death. All of us do. The stench of pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth reveals the evil within us, along with the fact that we lack the means to pay the price God requires to purchase the kingdom of heaven. Do you remember the rich young man in his conversation with Jesus? He says, what must I do to have eternal life? I mean, what do I need to pay, right? What must I do? And Jesus said, you've heard the commandments, and he lists a few. And, and then the man, the young man says, well, these I've followed since I was bo a boy. Well, Jesus knew his particular idolatry. His trust in himself was all about his money. So he says, one thing you lack. Go sell all your possessions and give them to the poor. The man went away sad. Why? He didn't trust God that much to give everything away and that God was going to work it out in the end. He didn't trust God that much. You don't either. Nor do I. But Jesus does. That's why he left all of the treasures of heaven for you. That you might be with him. That you might live the life he created and redeemed you in Christ to live. Jesus has what it costs. He has no sin in him. He trusts the Father. 
even though it meant him going and suffering and dying. Trust the Father that he would be raised. And now what does our Lord do? He makes believers out of us. Do you remember how the disciples said, well, who then can be saved if, you know, we can't do it? Remember what he said? This is impossible with man, with you and with me. But with God, all things are possible with God. The doer in these parables, the doer is not us. It is God himself. We are not the finders. We are the found. God is not lost. We are. We are the treasure hidden in this world, hidden from others, but known by God and considered so precious that he gives his only begotten son so that we might be his own, his children, restored to life together with him. Now, amid this world that often dumps on us and buries us under its cares and problems, Jesus really wants you to know what the kingdom of God is like. It's not like this world. It just isn't. It is a kingdom of grace, of his finding you, of his going after and buying you. That's what it means to redeem you. Of his taking away from you the stench of your sin and death of his taking you to be his own. What he does, really, is he makes us good fish. I was just out in Wyoming. My brother-in-law was fishing. There are good fish and fish you throw back, right? He makes you good. He'll never, ever throw you back. Not ever. He washes away your sin in the water of holy baptism and promises to be with you and to make your scaly skin of death to be a righteous skin of the righteousness of God in Christ. He promises you never will he leave you, never will he forsake you. And when you get dirty again, he invites you to come here to confess your sin and let him clean you fish to clean you for life, to clothe you with the skin, if you will, of his righteousness. That's what he does here. That's what he does whenever and wherever we gather to hear his word and receive his forgiveness, life, and peace. He puts his goodness into your ears with his words. And he puts his goodness, his flesh and blood goodness in you when he gives you his very body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins and the strengthening of your faith. The smell of sin and death is gone. I saw a commercial the other day, and I want to get this thing. I've never really bought one of those things where they say, you know, buy it for $9.99, you get two or whatever. Did anybody see that thing that's a spray bottle that says, poof? You see that? <clears throat> so it, it has all of these people with stinky stuff, like even a, a skunk 
smell? And the guy goes, well, smell that, smell it. And, oh, right? And he sprays it, and poof, it's gone. I don't know if it works, but apparently it's some scientific thing, the way it, it just takes away organically the smell. And, you know, the animal, you can even, it's even good for animals. You can spray it on the animal, and the, the, the animal doesn't stink anymore. And then to prove his point that this is safe, he, he sprays it into his mouth. Maybe it takes away his bad breath. Who knows? Poof! It's gone. Well, the only one who can do that for your sin and your death is Jesus. With his word, poof, your sin is gone. Replaced with his righteousness and his goodness. We are now members of the family of God. Good fish in him. And now as members of his kingdom of grace, rather than laying up for ourselves treasures on earth, we are joined to Jesus as members of his body in giving up all, laying up treasures in heaven. See, it does work the other way too. Jesus is our priceless treasure now. We are his priceless treasure and he is our priceless treasure. When you know that you have been purchased by Christ and belong to him, that you by grace through faith have been given his kingdom, only then can you live as the treasure that God has made you to be. Now in Christ, what are we called and enabled to do? We are called and enabled to treasure others as he has treasured us. For hasn't he taught us, whatever you do for the least of these brothers of mine, you do for me. You do for me. The kingdom of heaven is yours in Christ. Now you can live as Christ lives, as a son of God. A treasure no longer dead and buried, but alive and glorious. A pearl no longer hidden, but reflecting the radiance of your Savior. Have you understood these things? Jesus asked his disciples. They answered, yes. God grant the same understanding to us concerning all that the Lord has done for us. That we pray as Solomon prayed, not for the wealth and riches of this world, but for a right understanding of the true wealth and riches that we have already been given in Christ. The wealth and riches of a kingdom that will never end. To understand that you belong not to this world, but to the one who purchased you, who bought you, the one who bled for you, cares for you, and feeds you with his own body and blood. Yes, you are worth that much. He says so. You are worth that much. And in the end, when he sends his angels to sort through that net full of fish, who will he be looking for? He will be looking for you by name. Why? You mean everything to him. Everything. His angels know that and will recognize in the end, on that judgment day, that you are the good fish. 
having no stench of sin or death, since you are cleansed, you have been cleansed by the blood of Christ and clothed with his righteousness. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We continue the prayer of the church. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, you have redeemed us out of your steadfast love. Grant that the gospel may go forth unhindered and your spirit bring many into this fellowship of the redeemed. We also thank you on this day for the baptisms of Dahlia Frick and Liam Sarabia. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you justify us for the sake of Christ. Comfort any who are troubled by the memory of past sins or visited by the temptation to believe that they cannot be forgiven. Give them confidence in Christ that he died for them and that he still intercedes for them. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you have given us various offices in our lives. Grant us faithfulness in these callings that we may see them as gifts through which we serve you and our neighbors. We also thank you this day at the 30th wedding anniversary of Tim and Nicole Muth. Continue to bless them with your love in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, grant wisdom to Joseph, our president, Tony, our governor, and all who make and administer and judge our laws, that they may seek what is best for all in accordance with your will. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, bestow your comfort upon all who are burdened by sickness and affliction, especially Brittany, recovering after outpatient surgery, Cheryl Triffin, hospitalized in ICU, Mike Vandecreek, who will undergo surgery, Brad, awaiting a kidney transplant, Renee, experiencing difficult complications after major surgery, Kathy, undergoing tests, Deborah and Bart, for continued management of their illnesses, Robin in treatment for early stage breast cancer. Mike, Emmy, Tim, Heather, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, and Ronald, all in treatment for cancer, and Dorothy in hospice care. Grant that they may await healing and deliverance in the firm conviction that nothing can separate them from your love in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, grant that all who partake in Holy Communion today do so rejoicing in the Christ they receive in this sacrament, who also intercedes for them at your right hand. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, it is not for the sake of our numbers or strength or birth that you preserve us, but for the sake of your faithfulness and steadfast love. As you preserved your ancient people of Israel for the sake of your promises, keep your holy church on earth and also preserve our synod, we pray, for the sake of your name. Lead our delegates and members gathered in convention according to your good pleasure and will, that in word and action we may love you and keep your commandments, confessing your steadfast love and faithfulness even to a thousand generations. Through Jesus Christ, the crucified, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the offering and the signing of the Friendship Register.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve who ate the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy you promised salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.